Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Booze from the haters, point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah, watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah. Get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one, let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause the bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to Embiid. What's going on, everybody? This is the feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. So, the Sixers last night collected a great win over the Sacramento Kings, who are a young, pesky, talented team. This is a different Kings team than what we're used to. And De'Aaron Fox, Boyan Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, there's a lot of talent on this roster. And they're not just going to roll over and die. They're They're a young team, and young teams, when they know that they have a chance... Or they think, or I should say, when they think they have a chance, any given night, they're going to give you their best shot every time. And so the Sixers, they got out to a pretty fast start. They led by as many as 13 in this game overall. But then they sort of, the, you know, the Kings, they stayed with it. They they are a young, hungry team. They stayed with it. They kept pushing the pace. And I think that the Kings. With that young pace pushing style they have, with the shooters they have to complement it, I think the fast pace of the Sixers play actually bodes well for them. So they're trying to hustle and force the Sixers into shots or turnovers, and they're trying to beat them at their own game. And while they never really were going to beat them at their own game, they were going to keep things interesting for a while. The Sixers eventually pulled out, pulled or pulled away late, and they and they got the victory um, one. 23 to 114 the final score it was a very balanced attack from Embiid Simmons Butler Harris and Reddick the starting five were tremendous they combined for 99 points and as math would indicate the bench scored 24 points so not a, not ideal you would like a little more bench production but it is what it is at this point. You know, it's um, you know what the bench is. We recognize that the bench is 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 not very good, and so now you're, and so now you're looking for really anyone um, who can in, in this starting lineup who can stagger their minutes with the bench pieces and can give extra minutes when when the second unit comes in with Boban, with Mike Scott, with TJ. Because the more star power you have on that end of the court, on the offensive end of the court, the better off 
you are going to be come playoff time. Plus, it gives the guys a chance to build that chemistry together, keep their keep you know, keep in game shape, and I hope that they can get to a point in these next. Um, I think it's twelve games they have left, twelve games, and they can get to a point where they will not have to keep things interesting forever. They can they can close you out in in maybe the first half or a third quarter, and they can become that dangerous team that can build upon their leads. For a while, it was they can't they, they can't keep a lead. They blow all the leads. Now it's they can't get they, they they can't get the lead up high enough. And I don't think that's a matter of talent disparity obviously not they're the second most talented starting five in the NBA I think but it really is more so about it's more so involving the chemistry that is yet to form keep in mind that the majority of the squads in the in the Eastern Conference and really in the NBA the common denominator of elite teams is that elite teams do not make huge trades of starting level players mid-season. Golden State doesn't do it. Houston doesn't do it. Uh, Boston doesn't do it. Milwaukee didn't do it. Toronto doesn't do it. They make their big moves in the offseason. And as a result, the Sixers are trying to learn how to play with each other on the fly. And for better or worse, it's not so bad. I mean, they're, they're... they're 45 and 25. They broke the 20 game above 500 plateau for the first time this season. And it's something that I would like them to build upon. And they will have their work cut out for them going forward. Tomorrow they play the Bucks. Then they are in Charlotte. Then Boston at home. And then they have a, a pretty easy um, six game stretch before they play Milwaukee again. Um, Milwaukee and Boston. They, they 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 play Milwaukee twice. They play Boston once, and the rest of the, the rest of the games are very winnable games. They shouldn't. If they're they're as good a team as if they're they're as good of a team as we think they are, we're looking at a fifty three or a fifty four or fifty five win season. Um, maybe even get as high as fifty six, fifty seven, fifty eight. I think it's certainly doable. Well, no, that's not doable. They, they, they've already lost 25 games. So they, they, I think they can get the 56 wins. I do. I think they should. And I think, and I, you know, I know that sounds so fan. That sounds like a fanboy. I think on paper, logic would dictate that, I mean, and throw out you know, what you think about Brett Brown. Throw out, you know, the, the shortcomings for a second. On paper, when you're assessing this team on ta- on paper, this is a team that you circle and you say, this should be the best team in the East. They should be able to, to beat any of these teams. The only team they should, have str- they should have trouble with is the Golden State Warriors, who are obviously not in their conference and they'd have to play in the finals. Joel Embiid's an MVP candidate and a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Ben Simmons might, might, is one of the most improved players in the league. And you add in Jimmy Butler, who is an all-defensive team, best two-way, one of the best two-way players in the game, and Tobias Harris, who has really flourished into a twenty-point-per-game scorer for the Sixers, or not for the Sixers, but for as a player. And while the bench doesn't look very strong, they're they're still young enough where they can 
stagger those minutes with the starters and the bench and still be okay and you know not be dead and so th- this this stretch coming up is a very important stretch for them they're trying to lock up that three seed um indiana is currently trailing denver by two as i record this right now with seven seconds left so that game could have implications if the pacers lose then the the implication would be that the sixers now lead now lead them by a half game by a half game but really because the sixers won this series outright against the pacers over the course of this season they would own the tiebreaker so really it's like you 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 have a game up on the on, on the on indiana um, because even if you have the same record, you're going to be a seated ahead of them because you beat them in a season series. And so the Sixers have to take advantage of every opportunity going forward. And it's a matter of the coaching. It's a matter of the players. And it's a matter of just coming out and doing your jobs, being a professionals, putting ego behind you, functioning as a unit and as a family and cooperating with one another. And it's about learning as fast as you can about how this team runs and how this this program is directed. I think last night Brett Brown had one of his best games um, this season as head coach. I know, and you know, I'm a huge Brett Brown advocate. I love Brett. Um, obviously, now with a, with a with a much more stacked roster than he's had last uh, last year, and certainly in previous years in the rebuild pro in the rebuild stage. His, his job is now on the line a little bit. And now he has a bit of, you know, he, he has some pressure on him. Get to the conference finals or, or, you know, get to the finals. And that's the, uh, you know, that's, that's that, that, that could make or break a job for Brett Brown. Last year it was an overperformance. This year you're just trying to get, you're, you need to get, Farther than you got last year. It's as simple as that. And now it's about okay. The team is a product of Brett Brown and of what he can bring. And any you know the, the bad losses. Those a lot of those are going to be correlated to Brett Brown's performances as a head coach, as the Pacers. Uh, they they lose tonight against the Nuggets one, um, I think one hundred two to one hundred. If, if if that, yes, one hundred two to one hundred. The Sixers now lead them numerically by a half game, but really a, a full game because they, they, as I said, they won the season series. So it's a, it's a tiebreaker goes to them, and now they have the, um, you know, now 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 they had the three seed outright, and so the Sixers. I thought did a really good job last night, and credit credit this to Brett Brown. I thought they did a really, really, really good job of utilizing mismatch opportunities, and see, and you know assessing the, the the situation in the game and saying, okay, this is who I'm up against. This is who my matchup is. This is this is who is defending me. It doesn't make sense for me to take these long contested jump shots. When I can get to when I can when I can get to my comfort zone, and get myself t- close to the rim, and say, okay, I'm gonna get the best look for myself and the most efficient shot for myself. 
that might mean a layup or a dunk or or getting to a, to, the, to the best spot for you to take a, for you to take a three or whatever it might be it depends on the player but for the players in this team for Ben Simmons it was utilizing the opportunity when he was matched up against De'Aaron Fox when De'Aaron Fox was was, was defending him when it was Buddy Hill defending him, when it was Boyan Bogdanovich defending him, when it was Harrison Barnes. Same thing for Jimmy Butler. Same thing for Tobias Harris. Embiid was able to, to abuse um, Nemanja Bialica last night. He had his way with Willie Cauley-Stein, Harry Giles. And, the, and credit Brett Brown for recognizing that and imploring his, you know, if it was, whether it was a timeout or whatever, because he likes to let them sort of figure it out themselves when they're on the court and not to call out plays. It, he told them, look, whenever that, whatever that they're out there, we're going to find the mismatch. We're going to find the weak link, and we're going to expose him and attack him until they take him out of the game. And so oftentimes, and, I, and before I get into this point, I do think there's a misconception that just because, just, just because Ben Simmons might not be handling the ball – on a particular possession just means he's not playing point guard. It's not true. The point guard does more than the ball handle. The, the point guard the point guard distributes and or and facilitates the offense. That could mean calling out a play off the ball and then recognizing the opportunity and signaling to the, your ball handler to find that to find the, the open man. That could mean recognizing that could mean recognizing the situation and saying Okay, guys, this is, this is what we're going to do. And then showing your play, showing your teammates where to be on the court. Just because Jimmy Butler has the ball does not necessarily mean that Ben Simmons is not playing point guard. A lot of the time last night we saw Butler have it in his hands, and then they would get they would switch they, they would they would keep setting screens and switching until Ben Simmons ended up on De'Aaron Fox because the Kings were switching on everything on as as most teams do now. And it was just get Ben the ball until they switch De'Aaron Fox off of him and until De'Aaron Fox gets subbed out or until a better mismatch uh, uh, reveals itself. Then when Butler, then when Ben Simmons and Embiid took a break, it was, okay, do the same thing, put Jimmy Butler. So now Jimmy Butler was, was, was actually the ball handler this time as opposed to Ben Simmons being the ball handler. It was Jimmy Butler who was, who was posting up with, you know, with the, and then looking for Open teammates, open looking for cutters, looking for plays, and then if and then if it wasn't there, okay, do it yourself. You got it. And then the TJ in the game, it was okay. Butler's now the guy who we're gonna we're gonna look into the mismatch, and we're gonna get him into the best position for himself, and then he can go do whatever he wants to do with it. When Butler was out of the game, it was okay. Tobias Harris's turn. The entire game, it was utilizing the opportunities presented to you by the opposition. Whenever you're on the court, it does not matter who the team is. There's always going to be a matchup to exploit. And I don't know if I've just noticed this now or if it was the if it was just different last night, but it looked like the Sixers made a point to irritate the defense by just completely abusing any mismatch opportunity that came their way. And even Brett Brown said that 
it was a different game by Jimmy. He, he, we, ha- we played them a different way tonight. And that would imply that a couple of guys probably played different because things don't really work out that well if one guy is playing differently than usual, but the other guys are playing the same because he may be taking the role of some other of someone else. And as a result of the, of that ro- ro- rotational strategy of, okay, we're going to sub Ben and Joel out. Now it's time to put Butler into the, into the, uh, into the mix. Now Butler's out. It's time to put Tobias Harris into the mix. It worked out for everybody. It was an efficient night. Ben Simmons had, I think, uh, 18. Tobias Harris had 19. Reddick had 19. Embiid had 20. Butler had 22. And it was maybe not the best defensive game. It maybe wasn't the best... You know, it it wasn't this blowout. Um, it you know, who 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 knows, who knows. I just I tend to think that with chemistry, with a little more time together, they will figure that out. They will figure out how to blow teams out. Because the truth of the matter is that they're too talented. They shouldn't be letting Sacramento stay as close, you know, st- stay that close. They, sh- they shouldn't. They're up by 13, and this, I think Sacramento got it to within two or three. Um, and don't tell me that that's a, that's a huge lead to blow. 13 points is nothing in the NBA. It's, it's not. But they get the win, and that's all that matters. And now you look over to the Milwaukee Bucks, who they play in – about 16 hours. Bucks are the best team in the East, or so the record implies. I personally don't don't see them as the best team in the East. They're largely unproven. Name me one player on their roster who has gotten past the first round of the playoffs ever. It's okay, I'll wait. Name any player on their roster who has really any playoff experience. Better yet, since the playoffs are very much a... How would I say this? They're, they're, it's a it's a very it's a very half court game in the playoffs. The pace slows down dramatically because defenses tend to get better. Um, players have to start trying harder on defense, and things slow down dramatically. I I and you know this people tend to not like takes on, on or certain takes on Twitter, especially my opinions. As of late, I should say. I don't see that huge of a difference between this year's Bucks and last year's Sixers. Or at least in the roster's construction surrounding most important players. Giannis is a, is 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 a he can play one, three, four, five. And he's a facilitator. And he just pushes the pace. They don't have an MB which is obviously in the Sixers' favor. But are, is there anyone on that roster who can create their own shot? Eric Blitz is not really a great shooter. Brogdon's going to be hurt. He's now out six to eight weeks of the foot injury. Chris Middleton earned an all-star spot because the Bucks were so good. But he can't create his own shot, really. They had a very strong bench. But 
the Sixers had a really strong bench last year too. Sixers had Robert Covington and Dario Sharge starting, and they weren't the most athletic. That They weren't shot creators. And they conked out in the second round because they didn't have enough star power. They didn't have shot creators. Um, their, their ball handler couldn't shoot from the perimeter. So I don't know that I'd buy the Milwaukee Bucks. But that being said, they're still a very good team. And the Sixers still, still have to come out and execute. They still have to put on their game face tomorrow and really lock in because a win against this team in, in their own gym, they'll put a lot of teams on alert and notice and say, hey, the Sixers are real. They, they were beatable for, for, you know, for a couple, you know, for, for, for a good portion of the season, but they're real. So you got to come in there tomorrow and you got to execute. You got to give the Bucks everything that they can handle. Your best shot. You might lose. You might. And it's not going to be a, you know, it's going to be annoying and frustrating and disappointing. We're going to talk about it for a while. And that's off to the next game. But you have got to start showing these teams in the East that you're serious. You mean business. One in seven is not going to do it. Elite teams are not one in seven against the best teams in their conference. And then at this point, the Sixers, the best chance Sixers have of getting far into this playoffs, and I don't mean winning one round, I don't mean getting to the final necessarily either. I mean playing a competitive second round series, stepping up from what you had last year. The biggest key to that is maintaining that three seed and keeping the Celtics behind you because I do believe the, Celt- the Sixers can win a playoff series against the Celtics if the Sixers have home court advantage. I do believe that. And at some point in the very near future, I think that this thing is going to click. And suddenly the Sixers are going to be really scary. But for now, we're on a we're on a, a on a game to game prove it basis. Brett Brown's now coaching for his job, if you ask me. If it goes down the same way it went down last year, he's probably gone. It might take pity on him if they say, okay, well, he hasn't had a full season to work with these guys. We'll keep him around for one more year, and then if, if, it's, if it's the same result, he's out. But I think that there will be a lot of people calling for his job in the city. And with that, I think comes immense pressure, obviously. That's a man's job. That's his livelihood. That's his meal ticket. There's no question in my mind that the Sixers have a talent to get this thing, to, or to make a, a serious push. And, the, and to at least be in a conversation for a final. But I think tomorrow is the first step in proving their, 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 their validity and their, their, their credibility as an Eastern Conference contender. And they got to do that by giving the Bucks their best shot tomorrow. They come out flat and they're not hustling and then beads. And by the way, this thing all really depends on him because the way he comes out in terms of energy and passion and and effort sets the tone for the entire game the entire team the way that he comes out if he's flat like he was against Cleveland they're going to have a long game if he comes out sets the tone dominates from the beginning they're all going to follow his his leadership so, Joel, I'm looking right at you. You got to come out guns blazing, ready to go tomorrow. Make the impact. And as a team, 
if you're going to lose, at least make it a really good last five minutes of a game where we're all biting biting our nails. But you can't be down 15-20 in the last five minutes. You can't. But I think as a fan base, we would be extremely proud, extremely excited, reinvigorated, energized. If you guys come into Milwaukee tomorrow with your game faces on, locked in, and you show them that they're that you are an elite team. And we will be back here to discuss the outcome of tomorrow's afternoon's game after the final buzzer. And if they win, you better believe we're cracking a we're, we're cracking a beer. You may even shotgun a beer. And if you like shotgunning beer, you should check out my boys at the King Cobra. King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It is also a tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. Check them out. Or for more information, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is spelled with a K for a 10% discount on all products. Enter the code TRUSTTHECOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws, reproduction, and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. Sixers win against Sacramento last night, 123-114. to 114. They moved to 45-25 and 25 on the year. We'll be in Milwaukee tomorrow afternoon playing against the Eastern Conference leading Milwaukee Bucks. And we'll be, we'll be right back here to react to the game following the final buzzer. You want to talk basketball? You want, you, want to, you want to see what I have to say about things, about, about the game, but really any Philly sports at all? Reach out to me and follow me on Twitter. Capital A, capital K, Acrel underscore sports. This is an this is a Dash Radio podcast, an MBN Dash Radio podcast. Um, this is also part of the Up and Under podcast network. And with that, have a good night and thank you for tuning in.